The following podcast is a live recording of a radio show first broadcast by Fresh FM with assistance from New Zealand On Air. Fresh FM is a community access media station based in Te Tauihu, the top of the South Island, New Zealand. If you or your group would like to know more about how you can have a program on our station, please contact us. Visit our website freshfm.net for our contact details. that for a start. Good morning listeners across the, ta- the south, we're listening to um, Fresh Start Friday on Fresh FM with Carl, usually Carl and Grant, Carl's away, uh, Grant, Carl's here, what am I talking about, Grant's away until next week, he'll be back, and uh, now for, you, for those of you who must know where he is, last time I spoke to him yesterday he was in Ranfurly, um, and um, having a great time, so uh, Grant will be back on duty next week, and um, Things will return to normal around here. Now, uh, Fresh Start Friday, um, the fourth and final of our New Zealand Music Month shows. Uh, Fresh Start Friday brought to you, of course, by Takaga or Golden Bay's magnificent weekly newspaper, the Golden Bay Weekly. Um, and as usual, at this time of the day, we, we head into the weather, so we'll go straight there right now. Good morning to Blenheim. 0.6 degrees currently in Blenheim. But a high of 14 you're going to get up to today. Uh, fine morning frosts and light winds. Tomorrow, fine morning frosts and a northwest is developing. Sunday, fine apart from evening cloud and winds becoming light. Um, and Monday, the rain begins. Heading west to Nelson. Good morning, Nelson. 5.9 degrees for you, so a bit of an advance on Nelson there. Uh, Blenheim. Uh, today, a high of 13 for you. Wonderful folk, mainly fine, morning cloud and light winds. Tomorrow, Saturday, fine, some evening cloud and light winds. Sunday, partly cloudy 
and light winds. And same as Blenheim, Monday the rain kicks in. Um, and I think that will be the same across the whole top of the south. We'll head across to Motawaka and find out. Good morning, Motawaka. A high of 14 for you today, mainly fine, morning cloud and light winds. A high of 15 tomorrow, Saturday, fine with some evening cloud and light winds. And Sunday, partly cloudy and light winds. Monday, as the rest, the rain kicks in. Good morning, Takika, as west as we can go. Well, Collingwood's further west, obviously. Uh, but um, Takika, now let's let's have a look here. Today, today a high of 13, as with norm with, across the top. Mainly fine, areas of morning cloud and light winds. Tomorrow, fine, some evening cloud and light winds. Sunday, partly cloudy, light winds, but easterlies developing in Golden Bay. And Monday, the rain kicks in. Periods of rain from late morning, easterlies turning northerly in the afternoon. Well, there's your weather for you, uh, top of the south folks, and as Crowded House alluded to themselves from their Woodface album, always take the weather with you.
Some great advice there from um, our own Neil Finn. Take the weather with you. Not always possible, of course, but um, you know it's a good start if you can. I uh, forgot to mention, folks, the the track at the top of the hour was um, Tiger Hunting in the Urawaras by Hamilton Country Bluegrass Band, for those who remember the Hamilton Country Bluegrass Band from probably the late 60s, early 70s. Now, um, got a got a very mixed and varied show this morning, a lot of Kiwi hits, a lot of old prog rock songs from, from the 70s, um, so tried to make a real hit and mix for the last... Um, the last Friday of New Zealand Music Month, and we failed last week, or I failed, or he failed, or we both did, but Mr John Hannon is definitely going to be on the show this morning. At 8.30 I'm going to be interviewing him. He's talking about his his um, career. He, he, he was very successful, actually, in his early days, John. He had three Silver Scroll Music Awards and three songs of the year in a row, which no artist in New Zealand has done before or since. So I'll be talking to John about that, and and he's about to launch a sort of few performances himself. Now, 73 years old he is, but he's still out there doing it, so we'll talk to John and catch up with all that at 8.30. Um, here's a track by him from his Apple, Apple Wine from his Higher Trails album, John Hanlon.
Mr. John Hannon and Apple Wine from the Higher Trails album. A bit early in the morning for Apple Wine, perhaps. But um, even so. Right, you're listening to Fresh Start Friday with Carl. As mentioned, Grant's away. Grant will be back next week. Normal, normal service will resume. Um, Fresh Start Friday is sponsored by the Golden Bay Weekly. Now, I have to apologise to Joe and Charlotte. I haven't received a copy of today's weekly so I'm not going to be able to inform the listeners what is in today's paper, but for those folk in Tarkiga, today you'll just have to go to your letterbox and get it and read about everything that's going down, and I'm sure, as usual, it'll be a fantastic issue. Uh, Fresh Start Friday with Carl, the last music month, uh, Friday of the month in May. Here's Jenny Morris, and she has to be loved. <laughs>
Shiver album, She Has To Be Loved um, Yes, as mentioned, a few prog rock um, songs are lined up here, a few, a few songs that probably a lot of folks haven't heard for quite some time, and um, here's one right now, this is a band called Farmyard This is a track from 1970 um, from their album Le- Learning About Living, this is the title track um, uh, yeah, a very short span, time span of existence, the band Farmyard, but they pulled off two albums in two years. Very happy-go-lucky kind of sound, and hope you enjoy this. This is Farmyard and Learning About Living. Got a total line. I'm learning about living, 
Wellington's Farmyard and a song learning about living, the title track from the album, which I always sort of thought upon hearing it years ago that it was it sounded like a, a perfect theme song for a sort of BBC sitcom, you know, like The Good Life or something like that from long ago. Speaking of long ago, Sensitive to a Smile, Herbs, very, very famous New Zealand track and a, and a very, very good one. Here's Herbs and Long Ago. Thank you. 
Yes, indeed, the wonderful sounds of Charlie Tamahiri, Dilworth Karaka and Herbs, long ago, from the Sensitive to a Smile album. Um, I don't know what they were singing about that was so long ago, but um, that song was certainly long ago, almost 40 years ago now, amazingly. Good morning, you're listening to Fresh Start Friday with Carl, sponsored by Golden Bay Weekly, Golden Bay's amazing weekly newspaper. Um, now I'm going to tr- play a track for you from Luke Hurley from his Make Room album, which came out in the, the mid-80s. Now Luke Hurley is a very, I played a track last week of, of the same album. He's a, he's more or less a street musician, Luke, he's still going. But um, the first time I ever encountered him, I wandered into the more, uh, Cathedral Square in Christchurch. I hadn't been there for several years. And, um, you know, the, the wizard was there with his red hotline to the Bible lady and the, the old seagull guy feeding seagulls on top of his head. And there, amongst everything, was Luke Hurley, this guy I'd never heard of before, singing a song about the Mona Lisa as he had just got home from a trip to Europe at the time. And this was this was how he found the Louvre, I presume. So here's Luke Hurley with Mona Lisa. I'm in love with the Mona Lisa through plate glass. Hey, let me see her winning smile. Millions feed her. I'm in love with the Mona Lisa. Take your plastic money, your colored TV. Sell it with your house if you want to get to see Leonardo da Vinci. Well, that's good enough for me. Sold my house, sold my car I even sold my Martin guitar Sold my house, sold my car I even sold my Stratocaster I was gonna get to see a Leonardo da Vinci It's good enough for me, it's good enough for you I'm in love with the Mona Lisa through plate glass. Hey, let me see her winning smile and millions feed her. I'm in love with the Mona Lisa. Cruising high and a 747. Cruising high, feeling like I'm in seventh heaven. Air hostess. Pause a G and T I'm feeling right friendly But you're not Madonna Through plate glass, hey, let me see her winning smile and millions feed her. I'm in love with the Mona Lisa. I'm in love with the Mona Lisa. Got to Paris, took a taxi to the Louvre. Feeling jet lag Just like Madonna, I'm in the groove And there's Japanese Cantonese Lebanese Vietnamese Taiwanese Saigonese 
Salonese turning into Sri Lankies, Kiwis, and goddamn Yankees. They're not singing my song, they're singing Paul Simon. I've got a Nikon camera, gotta take a photograph, mama don't take my Kodachrome away. from Dunedin originally and that was a track Mona Lisa from his album Make Room um, Cruise Lane now Cruise Lane were a sort of um, I think they were mainly a covers band from Auckland in the um, early 70s and uh, their their main driver was Paul Hewson who was of course Dragon's um, keyboard player and wrote all those fantastic hits during the 70s for Dragon um, Paul succumbed uh, to um, the old needle at some stage in the 80s but this this is Cruise Lane this was a band he was in in the early 70s and this is from the family label which was a, a very uh, an early label which didn't last very long as well from their singles collection and it features a guy called Kay Wolfgram who had just arrived in the country from Germany and um, he, he put, put some vocals over this original track called Ego. So here is uh, Kay Wolfgram and Cruise Lane and the track Ego.
Indeed, Kay Wolfgram and Cruise Lane. Very surprised I was to actually find that song on Spotify. Um, it's a pretty, pretty rare track as it goes. Uh, yes, and Paul Houston, of course, uh, who, as I mentioned, went in, on to Dragon. And uh, I'd like to play you a Dragon song now, Vermilion Sellers from their Scented Gardens for the Blind album. Now that was, this is prog rock Dragon, Dragon as we, we don't know them in a commercial sense. But this was a great song, Vermilion Sellers, uh, written, if you listen to the lyrics, Mark Hunter, it's written about, you know, bands trying to start out and all that sort of, sort of stuff, play what, play what you're told to play, boys, or um, the future's uncertain. So here we go, Vermilion Sellers by New Zealand's most famous band, Dragon. Thank you. 
Sellers dragging there from Scented Gardens for the Blind, which was their second album following Universal Radio when they were a prog rock band before they sort of got the pop bug. Now here's a version, a rarer version of You Ought to Be in Love, the, the uh, Dave Dobbin song, um, which was from the Foot Rock Flats album. This is a, a version by Annie Crummer, which is a, a little different, a little more beautiful. Annie Crummer's version of You Ought to Be in Love. 7.50 is the time on Fresh FM.
Shouldn't you all? 
Yes, indeed. You ought to be in love by Annie Crummer. 7.55 on um, Fresh Start Friday with Carl, reminding you that coming up at 8.30 I'm going to be talking to John Hanlon um, about his musical career and what he's up to, because he's still up to stuff amazingly. (laughs) Good on him too. Um, So I'm going to segue, which is something Grant and I love doing, from uh, Annie Crummer singing You Ought to Be in Love, a Dave Dobbin song, to... A Dave Dobbins song. This is from uh, Cool Bananas album, which was his first album after the dudes split up. And this is Dee Dee Smash and The Gambler.
early Dave Dobbin and the Gambler. That was from the Cool Bananas album. Um, I've got a dedication coming up actually in just a sec, but I am going to start by telling you that, of course, it's um, 8.01. But um, you're listening to Fresh Start Friday. Now, Fresh Start Friday is part of the Fresh M community radio station broadcasting across the top of the south. Nelson City 107.2, Nelson and Tasman District 104.8, Eastern Golden Bay on 95, and Blenheim on 88.9. You can listen live anytime, anywhere from our website www.freshfm.net or download for free the Access Internet Radio app to stream us live and listen to any Fresh FM podcasts. Got an event happening? You can email diary at freshfm.net and you can call the Tarkika studio 03525 anytime. Right, in Wellington, right, well actually a bit further north on the Cavity Coast, my lovely cousin Megan is turning 50, and uh, that should be celebrated, even though next year I'll be turning 60, so be ready for that one, Megs. But here's a request for my lovely cousin Megan, the exponents from the early 2000s and from their Something Beginning With C album Why Does Love Do This To Me I woke down You left me You know I'm hurting for you It seems now that it's over But there is nothing I can do
I don't know about turning 50 megs, but you've done it now. So have, have a great day. And um, yeah, hopefully we'll catch up tomorrow via this amazing thing called FaceTime. Um, another dedica dedication now. It's um, 8.06 the time on Fresh Start Friday with Carl. Another dedication. This is to a listener from Wellington, strangely enough. This is uh, a chap called Ewan, and he's requested a song by Hello Sailor called The Boys in Brazil.
Fellow Sailor, the boys from Brazil, from their Pacifica Amor album, which um, was a bit of a flop, actually, unfortunately, for the sailors, following on from their eponymous debut album, which was brilliant, wasn't it? Um, now, Miss, yes, of course, 8.30 coming up in 20 minutes, I'm going to be talking to John Hanlon. I was going to be talking to Alistair Riddell as well this morning, but um, that's going to be put off for another week. Alistair Riddell, of course... Um, Space Waltz, and who could ever forget that epic out on the street? Well, this is their forgotten song, their other song, if you like. Space Waltz, Freudian Love.
8.14 on Fresh Start Friday with Carl. That was Space Waltz and Frawley in Love, the other song from their, um, their album, which never got a look in, of course, because Out on the Street was so hugely popular. Now, here's a good bit of rare prog, prog rock for you good folk. This is a band from um, Wellington called Stung, who put out a couple of um, albums in the mid-70s. I think Andy Hagen, I think, not Fagan, Hagen was um, the leader behind the band, which very quickly grew from two songwriters to a band of six or seven, and suddenly they were a prog rock act. This is a, a great track called They Sleep Early in Cologne. It's one of those days, yeah, one of those days down at the border. If you step out of place, you gotta lose your face down at the border. Now the flashlight beam is gonna make you scream down at the border. The guards are all here and so is your daughter down at the border. Thank you. 
Dong. Bit of prog rock for you good folk on a Friday morning. Um, yes, coming up very soon, talking to Mr. John Hanlon, but um, because it is Friday, um, let's hear from the Mockers, uh, from their um, Culprit and the King album, as it was at the time, One Black Friday. Oh, oh, oh. 
Andy Fagan and the Mockers, uh, One Black Friday from the Culprit and the King album. Andy's partner, of course, Karen Hayes. Um, in fact, they're still together. I'm pretty sure Andy, Andy and Karen Hayes are still together and she's still DJing in Auckland. So that's fantastic. Here's another piece of prog rock. Very quickly, we'll squeeze this one in. This is another Wellington band called Tamburlaine from the mid-70s. Um, and this is from their Say No More Rebirth album and a song called Love Song in G Minor. Time slips by Don't seem like it's been years since we met Getting to know your ways Spending the day together in bed But make it easy on yourself Why should you confess? Nothing should be done to change what's for the best. And if we take it slow instead, why should I complain? I like it just as much as the springtime likes the rain. Love Song in G Minor, bit of prog rock from the early 70s, um, from the same era. Here's a song by Mr John Hannon, who I'm just about to hop on the phone and ring while the song is playing, and 
talk to him, which I'm pretty excited about. Here's a song from his Garden Fresh album called I'd Rather Be Your Bird. It's 8.28 on Fresh Start Friday.
I'm here. You are here. Sorry, yes. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, listeners, that was my, my cock up on the desk. <laughs> <laughs> so we're even now, John, one all. <laughs> Good morning. It's such a it's such a pleasure to have you on Fresh FM to help us celebrate New Zealand Music Week. Well, my pleasure. Um can Damn the Dam, um we'll start at the start, um, you know, it was an enormous song. There were, yeah. I remember reading something about a was it a fiberglass? It was did it come from a commercial originally or something along yes, those well, lines? It, well, no, it didn't come. It came from a commercial. It was never meant to be a song. Um, I was uh, um, I was basically at the, on the cusp of deciding whether to go and become a full time songwriter, uh, and I was still working in advertising. I, I, I was I started as an artist, became an artist, and I was actually being a young writer. Yeah. It's very, very. I'm actually about to do some concerts, and I've been rehearsing some of my old songs to, to do in concerts. Not I'm one to do mostly new stuff, but and one of the songs I re- rehearsed was a song called Blue Shoes. And in Blue Shoes, you can hear me deciding: should I stay in advertising or should I? Oh, okay. Yeah. Should I? Well, this song came along. I had a client who um, I didn't have a client. My boss had a client who knew that I was a conservationist and environmentalist way before it was fashionable. Uh-huh. And they said, we've got the perfect job for you. We, we, we would like to get all houses to be inter, um, insulated. And I said, oh, that'd be good for your business. And they said, yes, but more importantly to you, would it be good for the country? Because in, in, if you put insulation into houses, it would massively cut down on the waste of uh, energy. Anyway, they convinced me to do that. So they, they put it in my hands and I came back with, they said you could do anything, whatever you like. And I came back with a two-minute radio commercial, which was actually damn the damn, with 10 seconds of cell in the middle. And the cell simply said that if we insulated every home, we would cut down, blah, blah, blah. And this is brought to you by New Zealand Fiberglass. Well, they, they bought it, but they liked it so much. Everybody liked it so much. They said, Why, you should do this as a single. And I, because I know so much, I said, no, no, this will never be a single. Um, uh, so they went to um, my clients, not me, and uh, went to the um, the radio, what was it called then, NZBC, who controlled basically everything in those days, all the radio stations and everything. And they said, look, if you, um, uh, if you release a single that was a radio commercial, we won't play it. But if you release a single and then later on use it as a radio commercial, then, of course, we will do it. So... My record company and my clients and everybody, including my producer, convinced me that we should do this as a song. So we extended a two-minute commercial into a three-minute single, which was Damn the Damn, and uh, it was released, and to to my great surprise, it um, resonated with people and the rest, as they say, is history. It sure did. Was was that, um, because you... You won, was it three Apra Silver Scrolls in a row? Was it? No, I won two Apra Silver Scrolls. Oh, two, sorry. I, I did, but I did win three, uh, what they now call Tui Awards. Tui Awards, song, yeah. Uh, three Song of the Years and the Tui uh, and the Record Awards. But nobody remembers that. <laughs> I never even get mentioned. Well, no one's done it since I was reading a couple of weeks ago. So, um, no, nobody's. Still pretty well, I think impressive. I also had two albums or a year in a row. And yeah. All that stuff, but you know, it, it seems that anything that happened before 1980 is just is, is long forgotten. I, I was going to say, does does it seem that long ago, 1973? Does it actually seem 49 well, years ago? Well, when it comes when it comes home to me, I'm I'm uh, I've decided for various reasons. I had a brush with death um, 
like serious, actually died oh, okay. uh, about a year and a half, a year and a bit ago. And um, I'm only just sort of staggering back into something like normal now. When people ring me, they say, how are you going? I say, well, I'm above ground, is what I use my general answer. So I've decided to do um, concerts again, just small intimate ones, which would be more like an evening with a songwriter than yep. you know, going to see an old pop star perform. I'm not, I'm not up for that. Yep. And um, uh, I, I've been going through you know, um, you know, old songs and things like that, and a lot of these things um, you know, resonate with me, and suddenly I went, geez, it's 50 years. Yeah. So, so when I start thinking about that, because I've got to do all my old songs, the ones that I attempt in new keys. Yeah. You know, because uh, like everybody, my voice is my my range is pretty much the same, but unfortunately, the whole thing sort of shifted down. A bit yeah. like my, you know, a bit like my body shape, really. <laughs> well, I'm still available to do all the highs on "Lovely Lady" if um, you're running it. <laughs> Running I can, but the uh, lovely lady, I, I sort of, I, every, I think everything's come down for guitarists who, who would understand this. Yeah. If I use the same chord inversions, if I move everything up to the fifth fret, which means I've actually moved it all down, yeah. I, I'm pretty, I can keep pretty much the same chord inversions, but the others uh, I've had to change. Um, and so, you know, lovely lady, I can, I can do a, quite a good version of it, though. You know, all the high parts. For instance, higher trails is definitely lower trails now. Right. <laughs> yeah. Now, hi- higher trails. That that was um, that was Grant, who's who's actually the main host. I'm his co-host. Usually, he's away down south, but we we thrash higher trails. I have to tell you. Oh, that's great. Um, yeah, just, that's, the song I, I, itself I like and other song. tracks off it. But that that had another story too, didn't it? Wasn't that involved in a, in a, a skiing movie or a movie about? Um, yeah, well, it was. Yes, it was on the edge or off the edge. Yeah, but it, it, it was. But it was never in. I mean, these were these were the times. Uh, essentially, a number of things were going on. Uh, that song belong, be, actually begins with the lines um, uh, "Riding across the mountain high, two city cowboys reaching for the sky." Well, that was actually me and a guy called Peter Berryman, who was a and was and is an English folk guitarist who was out here accompanying an artist called Julie Felix, and, and that was my first ever tour. And for various reasons, which I won't go into, at the end of the tour, Julie spat the dummy, and so we took um, we took over some of her concerts. Uh, Peter, I, I was by then friends with her guitarist, and I said, "Come on along, we'll go, we'll go and do it." So I asked my our then manager, uh, Barry Coburn, now departed man called Stephen Stokes, could could we take over the rest of the tour? And they said yes. So for a for a seventies deal, let's just put it that way. We got a bag of money and a bag of this and that, and we ended up going to Methven for um, right. a bra- after we'd done Lincoln College, I think it was, was the last gig, and then we we went up there and we went up skiing, and that's where that's about. At the okay. same time, up in Auckland, I had an ex-client that been they'd actually worked making incinerators, but they were engineers, and they were making hang gliders. Uh, well, they were importing them, putting them together. I think the brand was called Seagull, the old hang gliders with the bent yeah, boats. And the they looked a little bit like a Seagull. The original ones, yeah, yeah, that are in the movie. And they introduced me to a, a fellow called Mike Firth, who had made a movie involving two two guys. Basically, the, the, the end of the story is they leap off a mountain, right? So there was, and they did, they're actually amazing skiers. There was a skiing hang gliding as part of this Daredevil movie. They they leapt off a mountain and these things. And in actual fact, he had shot it twice because the first time they did it, they did it with 
um, hang gliders with very well, sort of plain green, I think they were just green uh, sails, and they decided that didn't look good enough, so they reshot the whole thing. With um, and I was involved. I went and saw them, and, and you know, the, the, we, we we became friends. Mike's uh, girlfriend Annie was the world's best cook, which meant that whenever she was cooking, every single single man in the world was around at Mike's place having something to eat. And I was watching this movie come together, and I said to them, "I think I've got the perfect tune for this." And I said, because I've been writing about going, because the, the guys who were making the hang gliders pushed me off a few hills right. in Auckland. So that's that's me. And so I played them this song. I, I, was, I, I actually played it to them on a 12th string because I hadn't yet recorded it. They loved it. And I said, well, Mike loved it. And I said, well, you could have it. Um, I think I got a bit dudded, though. I think what happened was the, uh, the man who was doing the film music, he put a coder on the end of the movie. And so uh, I never was, and I, 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 no stage did I ever re- receive a royalty. Oh, but really? Oh. Yeah. I think he was a bit sly there, that fella. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean being an ad man, you could have been on to that one. <laughs> well, well, you know, I, I, I was and I wasn't. I mean, yeah. you know, if, you, if you, talk, you talk to old, and I'm talking about all around the world, just not in New Zealand, but you talk to anybody who got involved with song publishing when they were young, why do you think all these old buggers went out? Um, you know, on the road if they got older because they're all all their money went somewhere else. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Never went yeah. to them. Yeah. And after after higher, tra- higher trails, or sometime in the mid seventies, you went to Aussie, didn't you, for a for a while? No. I yeah. I, I look. The, the higher trails itself wasn't a great um, uh, wasn't a great charting success. The album was. The album. Yeah. Um, I received um, my dear friend Craig Scott when I was living years later sent me an article that said there was 25 years since the Higher Trails set the record for a New Zealand album that stayed in the charts the longest that it had never been beat it just stayed in the charts forever yep. so Garden, Garden Fresh and Higher Trails were two albums that were um, hugely successful sold in massive numbers over 50,000 you know, my last album, I pressed three hundred copies here in New Zealand. Right. Yeah. <laughs> this is how the world's changed. Yeah. Um, the um, but High Trails itself didn't do well, but there was tracks like you know, um, you know, Lovely Lady, as you mentioned, Apple, Apple Wine. Yeah. I can't even remember, and I kept getting songs banned. That was the other problem I had. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, yeah. It became a bit of pain actually. So I ended up. Um, uh, I didn't. I went to Australia in 1981, but I, I walked away from the stage, as they say, yep. in about 1978. And the reasons for that were, um, but to put it quite simply, I, I had morphed from being a songwriter who had became an accidental pop star into a guy people came to see here sing four songs, if you know what I mean. Right. Yes. Yep. And, and uh, you know, I began my life as an artist, and I later on. Um, I, the analogy I use is say, imagine trying to do you being asked to do the same painting every year for right. um, yes, you know, and and um, and and now, of course, I have a certain fondness for those um, old songs. Um, but I just, I actually just went to be a songwriter. I actually, my whole plan was to go to Australia. Uh, I did a, a demo tape with. Uh, the band from Larry's Rebels, the yep. friends of mine, and I now call it the Rebel Sessions. And I took that tape over to Australia looking for a publisher. And it turns out they got six publishers. They all wanted to. So I ended up with a, you know, 
of um, a lot of keen people, but it was then that I discovered the realities of the, the publishing world. The publishers actually didn't sell songs anymore. What publishers did now is collect royalties. The days of people, right. publishers going out and actually selling songs had passed. And people kept asking me to make, you know, do albums themselves. So uh, that's where the album Short Stories came out in 1988. It was actually at, at the pressure of my, my publishing company saying, look, we, everybody wants you to sing the song. So we put out that album. Um, yeah. <laughs> great timing. We put it out on vinyl the year that CDs came in. So, you know, <laughs> it, it, the timing's everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. So, yeah, so have you... Do you still work in as a, as an artist? Are you still involved as an artist? Are you still paint and or, no, I no. yeah I, I do paint. If you right. go to my Facebook page, um, yep. I uh, I came back to painting at a later age, later age. I retired very young. Yep. I, I knew that I had a hereditary uh, kidney disease, which would bring me to a gr- grinding halt. So, um, ironically, I lost some money. I was an Australian. I lost some money, and I suddenly thought, "Geez, I lost this money, but I'm still standing." How long do you keep want to keep doing this? I was a single man. I was single for about twenty five years, and I thought I'd, I'd better use my um, I better use my my life and use, uh, live it, live live my life. And so I retired um, uh, extremely young, uh, like in my fifties. And I was back in New Zealand. Um, I used to. I had a great privilege. I'm not name dropping because this is a, a great privilege I had. I worked on a campaign with Billy Connolly, and he would only work with me. So after I yeah. right after I retired, um, he, he insisted that I keep doing. It. I had to write for him. He, in fact, he tried to get me to write for them. Uh, he was he was asked to do a campaign in in. Um, Britain for a lottery thing, and they thought the scripts were terrible, so they told, they told the British agency they wanted this guy called who was living in Australia called John Hannon to write the scripts, because you can imagine the British advertising agency weren't <laughs> impressed with that. Yeah. But um, yeah. So I was able to keep doing that. I was able to travel around the world to wherever we needed to work with, with Billy, and then I would um, uh, you know, keep uh, traveling on. It was during that time that one of my friends who was an artist who'd been working in advertising said, well, you know, what are you going to do? Um, I said, I don't know. He said, why don't you, you know, uh, why don't you do what I do? I, I said, I, I think I would like to do music. And he, and, he, and he said, why don't you? I said, my problem is, you know what I'm like. I, mean, I write in so many different genres, and these days, they don't want you to write in different genres. You've got to get into a box and stay yeah, there. Yeah. And he said to me, I've never forgotten this, because he, he, he sort of came right, right across. He was a little guy, and he was quite, quite aggressive. And he said, why don't you do what I do? And I said, what, paint? He said, no, just do an exhibition. So you do one in blue and you do one in this. And, and I, that's what I did. I, I subsequently did two albums, one called Twelve Shades of Blue, one called Just Quietly. But he also said to me, and why don't you paint? I said, how do you know I paint? He said, because I went to art school the year after you did and I saw your paintings. Oh, I said, ah. Oh. <laughs> and, and then he said a very interesting thing. So everybody of a certain age should listen to this. I said, I said, he said to me, is it because you think you're painting shit? And I said, well, basically, yes. He said, well, first of all, it's not. And secondly, at your age, why do you care? Just paint. <laughs> yeah. And so I started painting again. And to, to be honest, it's, it's you know, I, I, I keep saying to people, the world doesn't need another mediocre artist. 
Um, but I'm quite happy with my painting. You know, I get a bit distressed every time I see another Dick Frizzell painting, which makes me feel pretty <laughs> ordinary. But um, I, I, um, I'm more than happy with my... And to, to be honest, it's one of my life's ambitions. I have a working title called uh, John Hannon Will Make an Exhibition of Himself. And I'm going to have an exhibition and I'm going to perform at the exhibition and it's going to be surrounded by my paintings and my short story books. And we're going Brilliant. to, you know, we're going to put, put myself on show. Just one last thing while I'm above ground. I think that's fantastic. That's the full multimedia package. Yeah, it, it, it would be, but it, it'll be very engaging too. It'll be, I'm just not rock star material. Yeah. So, um, you you were saying that you are you're putting performances together, um, so you still yeah. en- you still enjoy playing music too, obviously. So. I, I look, I, I, I love playing. Uh, I love playing. Oh, I I married uh, um, a few years ago. I, I met and married a. Um, she's a, actually a Russian uh, violinist, classical violinist, who I met in Barcelona, and she'd been living in Barcelona. Vec was a Spanish citizen. Is a Spanish citizen for many many years. And um, but she, you know, she she's she's been used to playing, you know, Rachmaninoff and Bach, not John right. Hanlon. <laughs> and she uh, came out here. She, she's lived here for ages, and of course, when you're a classical violinist, works a bit thin on the ground. And so she wasn't. And, and she just wandered out the other day when I was playing because I'm writing some new songs. And um, uh, I'm always writing new songs. <laughs> Yeah. And she came out and she said, what key is that? And it began to play. And I thought, man, this is fantastic. So she's now um, learning the Roland and keyboards because she's also plays keyboards and violin. And I'm going to do different sorts of concerts. It's going to be just me with a guitar because I do that very well. Yeah. Um, when I say very well, I, I do that in a way that engages people. And, I, and actually, I love that. That yep. was how I, I how I started was basically as a what they used to call a folk song or so yep. um, a folk artist. Well, uh, the, the real the reality is I wasn't writing just folk. I was writing. I was just playing songs on the acoustic guitar. Yep. That's what they called you, a folk artist. And in fact, you remember when Bob Dylan started out playing on a guitar and then the acoustic, and then he went to electric, and everybody booed at him. Yep. You know? Yeah. I thought, what a bunch of tight-ass people we were. Yeah. But um, so I, I started to write songs, and it was during that that I, I, I realized it was the writing of the songs and the connection of the songs. And I still remember the first time uh, I was playing in a coffee, what they called a coffee lounge. This is before we had such things as cafes. Yeah. And I was playing in a coffee lounge late at night, and somebody called out for one of my songs. You know, not for, for one of for mine that I original, and said, play the song about that, you know. And I thought, man, these people are coming back. And it was the best feeling. that I thought, oh, they know my songs as opposed to... Because uh, I never, at any stage... I think I did one song by Dylan called... Uh, not Dylan, Donovan, Jack, a song called Hey Jip. And everything else I did was original. Now, the, we're talking about 1972 yeah, or something. pretty fantastic. And, uh, and so... Um, that, so Sorry, I took a long time to answer that. So I love that part of it. I love that, just me and the guitar and people who'd never heard a song before were prepared to hear it. And they're a better audience, believe it or not, than the huge crowds that I played to who really came along to only hear four songs right. and weren't really yes. interested in anything else he did. Yeah, I had a conversation with Tim Finn many years ago about yeah. Icy Red, how split ends, you know, they didn't. The public took to that song, not the band. <laughs> yeah, well, you know that that, that sort of happens. Uh, but you know, you know, I, I bet you you talked to to Matt. Actually, I just I, I had a call um, not so long ago I, from Eddie Rayner, who you, as you may know, 
just did an album called Forensics with Tim. In fact, they yep. called themselves Forensics. And Eddie had discovered my new music. Much to his surprise, he really liked it. And he, so we had, and to use his term, we had a chinwag. Yep. Uh, and then he were talking about, you know, you know, Tim's, you know, um, life now and battles and all this sort of stuff. And I said, look, I'm sure that with, with those guys, because now here's the thing that the other, your listeners will fall on the ground. I was absolutely flabbergasted by this. Um, it's one thing for me not to be in the New Zealand Music Hall of Fame because the reality is I, I was a dilettante. As successful as I was, I walked off. I didn't hang around. I didn't starve. Nobody sings my songs at the rugby, if you know what I mean. <laughs> you know, you, nobody has any memories of seeing me at the glue pot. They just, I was just like a chart. It was almost like it never really happened. I, there's no video of me um, in New Zealand on screen just posted 50. 13 seconds of the only known fo- video footage of John Hanlon. When, so when you consider my career and there's no video footage, so, you know... Oh, That's uh, pretty, uh, pretty out of it, isn't it? It is incredible. It, mm-hmm. It's to do with my battles with the NZBC, but we won't go into that. Right. Um, so um, uh, you, what happens is you develop a certain... Um, a fondness, I think, would be the word. You say, oh, I don't know, the band hated the song, you know, I see, I said all that sort of stuff. But the reality is that um, the, 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 uh, the, they were an amazing group, uh, the Split Ends. We had the same management, and yeah. I would never follow Split Ends, even though I was outselling them about a zillion to one, because they were a far better act than me, particularly live. And... Um, and so I would always go, you know, before them, because and they say in, um, some acts leave a hole on the stage. You know, you can't, you walk out on the stage, you just disappear into it. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I remember seeing Guess Who perform in front of Three Dog Night, and Guess Who was so good, and then Three Dog Night walked out just as the rain came on, and they literally fell in a hole that Guess Who left. So I would never follow Spit Ends. So I thought they were the most amazing band, but, uh, but they, of course they were only reaching a certain amount of people because they were kind of, you know, weird and all that sort of stuff as people saw them. Uh, too arty, if you know, you know, being a university art-based band, that sort of thing. And so when they finally cracked it, uh, and, uh, you know, really cracked it massively, actually, but in Australia, the Icy Red was one of those first, the first songs, I was delighted for them because they'd long been my favorite band. Right. And um, anyway, Eddie told me the other day, they're not in the New Zealand Music Hall of Fame. I nearly fell off my chair. Yeah, that is phobic, that is flabbergast material. You correct? Well, it's just but so should you be. It makes it makes me you know so it becomes the New Zealand Hall of Mediocrity, doesn't it? Because really, if they're not in it, then you know what, what is it? Yeah, true. I find it staggering that you're not as well, but um... uh, yeah, well, I, I can understand that because you know if they have, you know, if this is going to be a songwriter's hall of fame, I'll be front and center and trying to bash yeah. down the door and get in, you know. But the music hall of fame seems to be, as I'm looking at it now, for for, for people um, who gave their dedicated their lives to it. Although that's not necessarily true, to because there's a lot of people, particularly before 1980. Music seemed to change in 1980. Everything, when the when the punk new wave came along, anything that was melodic or old-fashioned or sentimental was thrown out the door. And so were all the artists who did that. And I, of course, fell, I fell massively into that. Yep. Yeah. 
Hey, look, I could go on forever, and uh, I'd love to, but um, I have to wrap. It's like <laughs> that nine o'clock. Is, is... I, I hope I haven't bored everyone. Oh no, it's been it's been a been a pleasure, and thank you so much for helping us celebrate New Zealand Music Week. My, uh, my, my pleasure. It's Mr. John Hannon, and I'm going to go out. We're going to go out to the top of the hour with uh, a song John mentioned a few minutes ago called um, Blue Shoes. John. John, yeah. Walking down the road I often wonder How you know yeah. which way to go You should change Yeah, it was, yeah, it was good that you could so Let's go walk and see, see what we can find We've been together for yeah. a while There was a time when all the style As you know Fashion's just a game In being different Everyone's the same And if you should change your mind out We could take another line out Do we really have to go Change. Money, now that's the root of all I often wonder what we use it for Then again, I need another car Oh, I wonder if I'll ever be a star Imagine how that would be All the people Come to look at me I'd be sitting Singing out the words I feel And all the papers Writing about my sex appeal And if you should change your mind out We could take another The podcast you just listened to was a live recording of a radio show, first broadcast on Fresh FM, the Top of the South's community access media station, with support from New Zealand On Air. The funding of Access Media makes these podcasts possible. To find similar programs by other community access media stations, go online to accessmedia.nz.